preface and chapter one of the young woman's guide to excellence this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by bria snow the young woman's guide to excellence by william a alcott preface this work was begun soon after the appearance of the young man's guide and was partly announced to the public for reasons however which i have not room to give in this place it was thought proper to defer its publication till the appearance of several other volumes in the same spirit involving more particularly the other relative duties i wish to have it distinctly understood that i do not propose to give a complete manual of the social and moral duties of young women each one has his own way of looking at things and i have mine some of the duties of young women have appeared to me to receive from other writers less attention than their comparative importance demands and others especially those which are connected with the great subject of temperance in all things i believe to be treated in several respects erroneously permit me however to say that while i have not intended to follow the path or repeat the ideas of any other writer i have not attempted to avoid either the one or the other for i have presented here and there a thought which had already come before the public like for my own pen i can only say that i did not intend it although i did not take special pains to avoid it the sum is this i presented my thoughts without so much reference to what has already been said by myself or others as to what i have supposed to be the necessities of those for whom i write i have gone straight forward asking no questions and i trust i shall be dealt with in a manner equally direct chapter one explanation of terms it has been said and with no little truth that a large proportion of the disputes in the world might have been avoided had the disputants first settled the meaning of the terms they respectively used in like manner might a large share of the misapprehension and error in the world be avoided if those who attempt to teach would first explain their terms this work is called the young woman's guide to excellence because it is believed that excellence rather than happiness should be the leading aim of every human being i am not ignorant that happiness present and future is proposed as our being's end and aim not only as a distinguished a poet as alexander pope but also by as distinguished a philosopher as william paley but these men did not learn in the school of christ that our being's end and aim is happiness present or future the christian religion no less than christian philosophy and sound common sense teaches that holiness or excellence should be the leading aim of mankind not that the recompense of reward to which the best men of the world have had regard in all their conduct is to be wholly overlooked but only that it should not be too prominent in the mind's eye and too exclusively the soul's aim since it would thus be a more refined and more elevated selfishness real excellence brings happiness along with it like godliness which indeed is the same thing it has the promise of the life that is now and of that which is to come and that happiness which is attainable without personal excellence or holiness is either undeserved or spurious the world i know very generally seek after it whether deserved or undeserved whether willing or not to pay the price my object is to assist if i can in removing from our world the error of seeking happiness as a primary object let us but pursue excellence and happiness will almost inevitably follow 
i address the exhortation to young women in particular for reasons which will be seen when i come in the next chapter to speak of female responsibilities let every young woman aspire to high degrees of purity and excellence let her great aim be to be personally holy like god her saviour to this end and with this aim let her be ready to set aside if necessary father and mother and brother and sister yes and her own life also assured that if she does it with a sacred regard to god and duty all will be well let her but follow christ according to the gospel plan if it leads her to prison and death but it will not thus lead her for every self-denial or self-sacrifice it involves she will secure as a general rule manifold more in this present life and in the world to come life everlasting this book is not called the young woman's guide with the expectation that she will consider it her only or even a principal guide the bible should be the principal guide of every person young or old male or female parents also are invaluable as guides i offer it only as the best guide which my reflections upon those subjects connected with the welfare of young women that come within the department of my study and observation enable me to give may it prove a good guide indeed i have called it the young woman's guide because there are many who are accustomed to associate with the word lady the idea of exemption from labour and of entire devotion to something supposed to be above it as fashionable company or fashionable dress and equipage and not a few can hardly hear the word mentioned without disgust miss sedgwick has illustrated this part of my subject very happily in the first and fifteenth chapters of her means and ends she says she does not write exclusively for those who are termed young ladies because she does not believe in any such fixed class in the country the term lady she also says is too indefinite for any valuable use we not only apply it to those who are or would be above labour but in a great many other ways as that old lady meaning perhaps some beggar at the door in short she does not like the use of the phrase young lady at all neither do i besides i like best the good old-fashioned term young woman this exactly represents the class for whom i write and that too without either explanation or qualification it will be mistaken by no one nor will it be likely to give or cause any offence finally i call the work the young woman's guide because i design it for those single persons of the female sex to whom the term young is usually applied viz those who are from twelve or fourteen to eighteen or twenty years of age and to those in general who are single i hope nevertheless that it will contain some thoughts which may be useful to those individuals who are in married life as well as those who are below the age of twelve years many of its suggestions and principles will indeed be applicable so far as they are just or true to all mankind End of chapter one